Meet Yelp for Restaurants. Not the software company, but the people who love restaurants so much they formed a team dedicated to our industry. Before Catherine joined the customer success team, she managed the modern in New York. Yeah, that modern. Before Julia joined the team, she worked at Oshaval in Chicago for half a decade. Yelp is for restaurants because our people are restaurant people. Meet the new Yelp at restaurants.yelp.com forward slash podcast. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kopel, a Michelin-rated restaurateur. Together with Natasha Miller, we're unpacking the tools and tactics used by million-dollar marketing agencies to help you grow your restaurant. Join us daily to get a marketing tip you can use in your restaurant today. Today, we're talking about systems to scale. Again, if we flash back to the first conversation we had with Natasha, her company did well for the first 10 years. But then there was this massive evolution where over the course of the next 10 years, she was able to massively scale that company. And it wouldn't have been possible without creating unbeatable systems in order to help her scale in a less painful way. Natasha, can you talk to us about those systems? Yes. In 2013, I was sick of writing on a piece of paper, then transferring it to an email, then transferring that information to Microsoft Word, transferring that to a PDF, mailing it after printing it out. Like it was horrific. Now I was just sick of the inconvenience and the waste of paper and time. I was not thinking about how to scale and grow my company to take over the world. But what happened on accident was I created a process within the system of Salesforce that was specific to my industry. It's a production management system built in a CRM. So we pushed the boundaries that enabled us to, we can open in any city in the world and everything is so streamlined. The process is not going to be different for an event in Spain or a client in Dubai. It's not going to be different. And so I'm actually at a point where I could franchise or license the model of entire productions. We haven't gone there yet, but again, it's why we were able to do 777 events with two people in operations. And one of the things that we did was we automate every single thing that is low touch or repeatable. And we do it in our brand's voice so it doesn't sound like a robot. And then that gives us the ability to do high touch person-to-person things for the things that are important and meaningful. So no one is working on wasted time in my company. I want to delve into that because there's certainly low touch and high touch and things that can be automated. But one of the things that I always struggle with as a restaurateur is what can you automate, right? Like in theory, sure, everything. But I don't know how much of that is actually true. And there are so many parallels between the events industry and the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. When you began to triage, what were, let's say, the first several things that you were like, we can totally automate that. We don't need to be an active participant in that process. Okay. So let's go to the event date is September 13th. In general, we want everything in production wise to be set decided upon, ordered, finalized two weeks before that date. So that means that the cadence of what we call the advancing email to our client to say, hey, Josh, your event's on September 13th. Here is everything that we have planned, all the details. Now it's up to you to check them and make sure they're cool. 
when you got that email from us, Josh, 10 days before September 13th, no one on my team pressed send. No one. No one had to remember to. No one had to remember to get all that data in there because it's all being kept there. It's a two-way door. So Josh, you get this email 10 days before and you see one thing that's wrong. You don't have to email us and say, hey, actually the date is September 12th. I screwed up. You can't imagine how many people do this, by the way. So you go into the system, you change it, which alerts us and we scramble to figure it out. But that was an automated thing you did. And that's one thing. And then four days before the event, an automated email goes out to all the vendors with their own individual timeline. They don't have to sift through. The band doesn't have to sift through the catering load-in dock. The band has completely different green room, uh, dining times for their food and beverage than the photographer does. And each vendor gets their separate advancing. Again, no one on my team had to think, oh my gosh, we need to make sure that the vendors have their advancing information. It just happens. That's cool. I think that processes and tools are incredibly important, but I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about people as well. You are an incredibly busy woman, but you're not incredibly busy running the day-to-day operations Mm-mm. of your business at all, which wasn't necessarily the case when 10 I met years you. ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. One of the big aha moments that came out of watching your progress over, let's say, the last 24 months has been that your business has continued to grow as you've become progressively less and less involved in day-to-day operations, which the biggest concern for everyone listening and myself secretly is, is that the less you're involved, the less money you make. Nope. Right? Can you talk to me about that and about how, one, like who you needed to bring on board to get yourself out of day-to-day operations, and two, what would the benefits to that have been personally and professionally? Wow. This could be like a whole hour episode. So I figured out how to delegate but also really trust my team. And I knew that working on my business as a strategist and a visionary, I knew because people told me that that was important and that was the goal of an entrepreneur. But like so many people, my business started out as a lifestyle business. It was my baby. I didn't mind working day to day in the business. It was what defined me for a long, long time. As I learned more about business and how to be successful in business, I realized that I wasn't doing my business, my clients, my vendors, or my team. I wasn't doing them the best service by being in the business. And it took away opportunities for people to do it on their own. I was just getting in my own way. And honestly, our pricing and our profit is better when I'm not there. (laughs) so And that can be a whole nother conversation, but it really has to do with the mindset of the operator. I'm not buying Versace and Gucci gowns and flying private, right? I am a little more down home. And guess what? Our pricing was that way too. And now my team, after I read this book that was intense, I distilled down the 40 lessons and gave it to them. I gave them permission to push that envelope, push the ceiling. And now my business is actually more valuable. Not only do we have more revenue and profit year over year, but it's more valuable if I decided to sell because I am not attached to 30% or more 
of marketing, of sales, or managing my team. So this might be jumping the line a little bit, but if I were to sell and I was working day to day, I would get less of a multiple on EBITDA because I was so involved. Absolutely. And the last question I had, because you mentioned a book, what book? Oh, let me show it to you. It is this tantalizing book called How to Sell at Margins Higher Than Your Competitors, Winning Every Sale at Full Price, Rate, or Fee by Lawrence L. Steinmetz and William T. Brooks. I can tell you this, it's a little dry to read, but it has (laughs) incredible information that if you can get through it, it really shows you the psychology of you as the seller, and not just you, but your team and the people that are buyers. And it is amazing. And you know what I could do? I could put my 40 point overview up for you and your listeners to grab. That sounds great. I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. Hey, it's Josh. Do you want to spend 60 minutes planning out a profitable 2022 with me? Just you and me on Zoom, camera on, pen and paper out, getting you super clear on exactly what your goals are and how you're going to achieve them. It's free, even though the call is worth like a gazillion dollars. Go to planwithjosh.com to book that call with me. That's planwithjosh.com to book a one-hour strategy session to make sure that 2022 is your most profitable year yet. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.